I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of wrestling daily uh, a few changes from the normal schedule here firstly i'm on my laptop uh, webcam instead of my actual webcam because that has just decided not to work hence why we're a couple of minutes late um i'm sure this wouldn't have happened if alex was here but yeah on that note alex also not here again this week he'll be back for next tuesday show with myself but in the meantime we're in very good hands with steph chaser steph how are you doing I'm good, Louie. I'm very excited to be here on a Tuesday. Uh, nice to be uh, I hear I'm getting paid double for this episode because I had to watch more. Is that true? Yeah, I, I messaged Steph um, to ask her to do this week's show. And I said to her, listen, I know it's a lot to ask. And I don't I, I never want to make people go through anything sort of troublesome or hard. But I was like, can you watch Raw? And she was like, yeah. I'll do it. I'll do it. But she, she, uh, she, she fought a hard bargain. So I've got to pay a double, apparently. But, yeah, 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 that's my asking price. <laughs> um, so we yeah, to... good. <laughs> How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Apart from my webcam deciding not to work, I am good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a lot of news to cover, as per uh, usual. We've got news on uh, Kevin Owens pitching for matches and uh, them being rejected. Those pitches being rejected. Uh, John Cena refusing to work with a WWE Hall of Famer. Mark Henry and Ryback acting like children on Twitter. Uh, WrestleMania 37 news with uh, uh, an update on whether fans are going to be at the venue. Uh, an AW return that looks like it's not going to be happening. Uh, Vincent Man being livid over a botch on SmackDown. The WWE pay-per-view schedule, Kofi Kingston revealing when he broke his jaw and why Daniel Bryan is losing so much, as well as Raw, which we will dive into right now. Um, Raw was, it was a show that happened and not a lot happened on the show, despite it being three hours. It was, there was, how do I word this while being polite? It was pretty bad, like a pretty bad show. And I understand that circumstances were different. So obviously people, so last week was a skeleton crew because of the COVID stuff. So this week will also by proxy have been a skeleton crew. Um, but it still wasn't good. They didn't do well enough with the people they did have. And I didn't really enjoy the show. Uh, how about you, Steph? What did you think about uh 
Raw last night. It wasn't to you. I know we usually he just hear you waxing lyrical about AEW on mm-hmm. um, on a Thursday. So how was it watching Raw this week? Obviously, uh, and what are, what are your thoughts on it? Are we going to hear negative Steph today? Well, I will first state that I do always watch Raw because I'm a professional. But this week was a particularly interesting one to get. This week's Raw started off with one of the most appalling segments I've ever seen on WWE television. Randy Orton, who... Okay, Randy Orton's been on a bit of a roll in 2020 with doing some very good stuff. And everyone's been high on Randy Orton. And before that, we used to always hear that he's like the wrestler's wrestler, you know, that is really great technically in the ring, but maybe there's something missing with the fans. But then he got into this feud with Edge and he kind of, I don't want to say he caught fire because that ended up happening to him actually. (laughs) But, you know, we've heard all this great stuff that Randy Orton is a wrestler's wrestler. Well, I don't know why on Raw he decided to turn up dressed as literally Mr. Wrestling in that mask with some very bad makeup underneath, talking like Bane. Um, it was so, so, so bad. And I'm not someone like, I don't care if someone wants to come into my room and see what I'm watching and judge me. I can't care about that. But I would, inf- I would not inflict that promo on anyone. That was absolutely terrible. Um, I don't know what they're thinking. It was, it was bad, bad. It was bad. I fell asleep during the promo, and that's pretty important. <laughs> as it, it was long too, <laughs> and it doesn't make it so right. He was where, so for those that haven't seen, he was obviously burned by uh, Alexa Bliss last week, so turned up in a mask. So I don't know about you, Steph, but whenever I've been burnt, which, which yeah. doesn't happen regularly, mm-hmm. covering it is the worst thing to do because it just hurts yeah. more. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not like he was in a match where he needed to protect it. It just didn't mm-hmm. make sense. The, the whole thing wasn't, wasn't logical, wasn't good. And it no. was the sort of thing you mentioned earlier. If someone walked into the room, the, if I was watching and someone walked into the room, I would have been a bit embarrassed. Like it would have been that classic thing of when wrestling fans are like, oh, it's so stupid. Like it's not real. And you need to try and defend it. But that is kind of an indefensible segment. You can't defend it because it was just so bad. It just didn't make sense. If someone had walked into my room and asked me, what are you watching? I would have said I was watching a low quality video of an amateur dramatic society doing a twist, a, a no-budget twist on Batman, and this poor guy was trying to do being, but he didn't have the the range or the costuming. Um, it, it was bad. And yeah, and didn't he only, didn't, weren't we told that he had minor burns? Did they, like, so he said manifest? He had, had first-degree burns, which apparently isn't that bad, but they looked pretty bad, as did his makeup. Yeah. I yeah. like this comment here from Sean. His nose was raw. His nose, his nose was raw. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. It was bad. It was pretty bad. And this is like. Cool. So I was going to say, Randy Orton got pretty far in this uh, company as a as a youngster due to his face, um, and this is maybe the test that they should have put on him about twenty years ago, make him wear a mask for a while and like learn how to work in that respect, but. <laughs> yeah, this is. Mm. 
It was not um, good. And the show, unfortunately, didn't get much better from there. Uh, if you guys have got any thoughts on Raw, any comments that you want to bring up, uh, bring up to us, head on over to wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestle2. Get in your ultra chats. I can see one or two already in, in the dock, but uh, get them in so we can read your comments, answer your questions, anything you uh, want to see. I can see here a question from Harry. Louis, why do you have a different background? So my <laughs> webcam, which I'll show you here... This one here just decided not to work. Just wasn't picking up my camera. Um, so it I'm happens. in my lab. No. Yeah. Um, listen, so Raw wasn't great in terms of the show as a whole, but there were some good parts. I thought that they okay. were few and far between, but there were some good parts, namely Ricochet versus AJ Styles. I mean, shock horror. I said to I showed my brother the clip of the Styles clash, which was awesome, by the way. For those that haven't seen, yeah, yeah. AJ Styles bounces him off the top rope, then catches him in in sort of pad bomb position, lowers him to a Styles clash. It was awesome, and I showed that to my brother, and he goes, "Oh, shock! You put two good wrestlers in a ring, and you get cool stuff. They should do that more often." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, they should." I mean, the booking behind the match doesn't make much sense. Like, why does Ricochet have to? Uh, like show he's worthy of the Royal Rumble when every Tom, Dick, and Harry has been um, uh, like sort of uh, declaring their entry. But this match was good, and I wish on a show with so much filler, they just gave them even five more minutes, ten more minutes. I would have enjoyed yeah. seeing that much more than what we did get to see. This match was really good. Um, it's just the whole, you know, storyline around it, everything Ricochet's been going through just puts damper on it for me. It was a great match, but, you know, we know the man deserves better. Why was he having to prove himself worthy of the World Rumble? Probably because he's been losing so much and <laughs> doing so badly, like, recently. Uh, so it was, it was just sad. And uh, AJ Styles is someone, you know, everyone should, lose to AJ Styles sometimes you can't deny AJ Styles a win because he's amazing but at the same time like per Ricochet I know we were, last time we were together we were talking about Ricochet's contract and all this stuff and just per Ricochet you know but what a great guy I hope hope someone was watching that backstage and thinks let's try and push Ricochet again that'll last for two weeks though anyway so <laughs> I was going to say wishful thinking from you there Steph um, it was a how do I word this? It was a so the Goldberg, so the Gilberg, and um, what's the actor's name? What is the actor? I can't remember the actor's name. I don't know who that was. He was that Z list. No one really cares. Um, but the segment was okay. So it was good for the reason for the reason of Gilberg had a heart attack two, two months ago. So see, I when I when I re, when I watched the show in the morning, and caught up. I was like, okay, that's nice to see that he's fit enough enough to appear on the show. That was possibly the only good thing about the show. Uh, the actor was called David Crumholtz. Crumholtz should have known that. He's in Ten uh, Things I Hate About You. Fair enough. Um, good for him. So Miz. So for those that haven't seen, it's a Miz TV segment. Miz and Morrison are doing their usual Miz and Morrison uh, crap. God, they say Goldberg's there. It's not Goldberg. It's Goldberg. All right, fair play, whatever. I mean, not probably a good thing if you advertise that at the top of the show. People tune in to check that out, and then mm -hmm. you don't uh, sort of um, feed up on that. I mean, it's fine if you have the thing where, all right, Goldberg 
Gilbert comes out, Goldberg then comes out and spears Gilbert. Like, that's fine because you're still delivering it and it, you got that punch. But we didn't really get that here. Then this, what's it, what, what's his name again? It's so David Cromwell turns up being a spoof Drew McIntyre. Okay, fine. Um, and I, I'm at a loss for words, Steph. I tweeted this out today and I don't like comparing the companies because tribalism and wrestling is such a bad thing. But can you imagine if this was the, not the go-home segment, but two weeks before winter is coming, if this is what AEW did for John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Like, I'm not trying to compare the two, but this is a big four pay-per-view for WWE. Probably what they think is a big-time match. And I know circumstances are difficult because of COVID, but what they have done in this feud, and and particular on the show this week, was really detrimental, I thought. It gave the segment no credibility, no, it, it didn't make make me want to see the match. It just made me think it was a mid-card jobber comedy nonsense. I really wasn't a fan of it. I thought this was the most damaging thing on the show. This is absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, this is meant to be your big main match. You have Drew McIntyre that they've been treating pretty good as a champion, yeah. other than that time he lost the belt. <laughs> they've treated him pretty good, you know. Uh, you have Goldberg who's a legend that they're bringing in for a big match. And this is how you treat them. Um, Gilbert, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see he's in good health. That aside, yeah. this is not good. I, I would rather have seen Gilbert back at the Festival of Friendship and left him there. Like, this was typical uh, of WWE humor. This kind of weird, like, body shame humor. Like, let's bring out two it not very good shape guys to poke fun at them and pretend that they're you know our big wrestlers it's it's just so bad and it's so like attitude era 90s stuff it reminds me of you know the way they treated some guys back then which is how this whole Gilbert thing started um it was just bad. It was really bad and really bad for the match. They could have done other stuff. We had Drew talking over video link. Why can't Drew just talk over video link again? Why can't Drew just deliver a really good promo about how he's been sitting in quarantine, just thinking about Goldberg, preparing himself for Goldberg, watching over Goldberg matches, something like that, where you could just, you know, where it doesn't reduce their feud into this terrible comedy segment. But I think the Miz and the Mar and Morrison being near anything like this is just detrimental as well. Uh, I know these two can be pretty entertaining, but they're they are so hit and miss, and then this is a, a massive miss. They should be pushed into things lower down the card and, and leave. If you if you are going to put us through bringing back Goldberg, and I know Alex is so excited to see Goldberg wrestle again. I know that's his number one guy. But if we have to watch, you know, um, a legendary guy get this opportunity rather than one of the young guys, at least use him well and don't do this cartoon rubbish with him. It, it's just not right. No, I mean, the, the Goldberg thing, I semi-understand because it's a long-running, as you said, it's not in the attitude era. It's a long-running thing. But this, what's his name again? Bloody hell. David. <laughs> David. Um, I'm going to write that on my hand in case I need to mention him again. Right. Did you say he was from 10 Things I Heard About You? Yep. Yeah, we have, like, he's, he's th that is... Badly. 
is that something that Vince watched recently? Because in this episode, we had a reference to what was it, Click, and <laughs> the movie, and then there, we had there, there were a lot of references. On the show. references were, are so old; like they were going the most, over my head. The most modern reference we had. Jeff Jarrett, now I can't remember what the name of the singer that he referenced was, but it was no one, Karen. The most modern reference on the show was when Shayna Baszler said White Claw. I was like, oh my gosh, someone's living in 2021. Yeah, <laughs> but- it, honestly, I felt young because a lot of these references were going over my head and I'm like, they've got to be old. If I'm like, what's that? What's like, it, it was, yeah. it was... It was just not good. Like this, having this David bloke on the show, like, all right, whatever. The Gilbert thing at least made sense because you're like, all right, it's Gilbert, it's funny, whatever, Mm -hmm. that's a long running thing. But this just wasn't it. And um, the show- Mind you that to Drew. I don't even want to know what Drew was thinking uh, when when he watched this show. Um, But so another part of the show, which happened was so the hurt business uh, they beat um matt riddle and lucha house party which cool all right fine on the face of it it's fine i don't know why wwe has this obsession with breaking up or teasing breakups of tag teams we saw it on this show with um nia jackson shana Baszler. we saw it on the yeah. show with the champions um Hurt Business, and I don't understand why WWE is like, all right, you guys are a team, and Hurt Business are over, and they're, they're doing really good stuff. I really enjoy what they're doing, but unfortunately, WWE is just making me not care. I enjoyed the story at the beginning when it was kind of like, Shadrach Alexander was this young guy, and these old guys were trying to coach him, and he was just going out and sort of like doing his own thing and t- not tagging in or tagging in and... Uh, just basically doing it all for himself. But he was winning, so he's like, all right, it's fine. But now I'm just getting sick of it and sick of it, and it's just really not doing anything for me. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on what they're doing with Hurt Business? And I guess WWE's problem as a whole with how they're booking tag teams for the last year, I'd say, where every, th- every tag team has been split up. While you do that, I'm going to yeah. go shut my window because uh, the wind is blowing. It's really pissing me off. So I'll be back. Go for it. Wow. Oh, he's left me alone. I'm in charge now. I can talk about anything. (laughs) But yeah, the Hurt Business are, I've really been enjoying the Hurt Business. I think they're really, really great. And it's some guys that I'm glad to see get the opportunity. But as far as this tag teams breaking up, it's just like, we know WWE doesn't care about tag teams. We can agree on that, can't we, Louis? So I think that the idea of them just getting together and break up is, is just an example of that. You know, they have only certain tag teams that they actually allow to be tag teams. Everyone else, they're just working towards quick breakup. Like Shayna and Nia, they put them together as as enemies, as reluctant tag team partners. And I actually thought that Naya, who is someone that I'd never cared for to see wrestle or, or do anything, I thought she did pretty well in the team with Shayna. I kind of liked the character that they were giving her. Maybe it's just because I like Shayna so much. And I kind of want to see them just stay together for a while and actually play this out because 
you know, they won the titles together. So it showed that they could work together. And then, of course, they ended up losing them to another team that was just put together. And um, yeah, whether it's men or women, they just they don't care about tag teams. They don't have the the consistency and the desire to keep them together. It's just everything is just built towards the breakup rather than the story of the actual team. It's as if they have people that they want to feud with each other and think, well, we'll just team you together first. Yeah, it, 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 it's exactly that. It's like, all right, we want to get to a Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler feud. How do we do that? Let's team them up first. Yeah. And it just isn't, it's, it's really not good. I just think it's such a lazy habit to get into. And it shows WWE's mindset that tag wrestling is only really there to, I guess, further along the men's storylines. Uh, not the men's, the, the single storylines. In terms of, like, all right, you, the tag team is just a way of getting to it. And I, I, I just think it's lazy. It's, it's, I mean, at least the Hurt Business won. So it's not like the whole, like, they're costing each other and they're going to break up. I think this is just leading. It, it, for once, it just seems like a long-term story, which I'm not too opposed by i just think more it's it's indicative of a problem wwe has got with tag teams as a whole Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But uh, one more part of Raw, which actually um, Canal has brought up here. I actually, uh, I presume he means uh, thought, one of the worst moments was the uh, was the Triple H and Steph promo for the next three WrestleManias. Why would they make such a big announcement in a stupid way? I actually really, really liked this. I thought it was funny. It was goofy. It was... It was just different, and I I appreciated it. I think it, I I know I was sharing. It. Everyone was sharing it on social media on Saturday. What once it dropped, which is the main part of it. Um, it's 
to kind of get um sort of people talking about it talking about the announcement which in fairness everyone was for good or for bad whether they were saying it was great or not people were talking about it and what they i think what they did with roman reigns was cool by having him involved but not but not compromising his character he was just like i'm not i'm not getting involved in this crap like this is where wrestlemania is just be there i, I thought it was really good uh, what what did you think about it, Steph? Did you uh, sort of enjoy uh, the the comedy and sort of goofy aspect of it? Oh, I'm gonna sound like such a killjoy. Uh, I didn't We've like it. Stress, <laughs> uh, okay, I I actually really liked the Roman Reigns bit because he seemed to feel like I did about it. Uh, it was goofy, but you know, to me, it just wasn't funny it was just something about the way triple h and stephanie were were i just know that they think it's so funny um i it was i really liked it it was maybe i didn't like it i didn't like it i'm sorry but the roman thing is great glad he didn't get involved um yeah (laughs) yeah roman reigns character at this point is just me being there so let, I'm actually going to the comments here to see if anyone has said anything about the um, the promo. Uh, Matthew McCofty said, I love that video promo. Uh, Pierre Bornelia said, I too like the WrestleMania report. Um... <laughs> We've actually got another comment here from Pierre. Okay, Steph, what in wrestling do you <laughs> Just Okay, I'm going like... to hang on, I'm going to set you a challenge here. You have to name three things you like in wrestling, but they cannot be linked. No, they cannot. Yeah, they cannot be linked to AEW. Okay. In wrestling, I like Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman combo. I like Adam Pearce being put on TV in what seems like more than anyone else. Um, Did you say three things? I did say three things. We're currently on two. And I I like... No, and I like the NXT uh, women's division. Okay. <gasps> and I like Pat McAfee. You do, you do. Listen, I that do was really that was impressive. Like I do. And but I there's a lot more things that I like. I'm sorry I didn't like the WrestleMania report. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to go watch some, some 90s Nickelodeon or something to try and get into their humor. And I'll watch it again and, and see. <laughs> but sorry, it wasn't for me. It wasn't for if me. That, if that was Tony Schiavone and Tony Khan, you'd love it, Steph. I'd be I'd eating it up. <laughs> that's what everyone in the comments will be saying. Um, all right, we have got uh, a, an ultra chat here. If you guys want to get in your ultra chats uh, with any sort of uh, comments, questions, anything you want us to discuss, uh, maybe ask Steph some more tough questions. Like, what's her favorite <laughs> WWE? feuds um head on over to wrestletalk.com forward slash record two and uh we will uh we, we, we will sort that out all right we got one here from tommy who says all right and th- this is an interesting one because i'm not sure how you're gonna take it wow he says raw isn't that bad at the moment the only issue is three hours Okay, so I I'm gonna play devil's advocate here for a moment uh-huh. because I look like either Stefan's frozen or is in pure shock. Um, 
I will say the three hours is probably the main reason why it doesn't like it, it is it is as bad as it is because you're trying to cram three hours worth of television to like sort of t I think what they basically have is two hours worth of television that they need to span yeah. over three hours so they are making up filler nonsense like that Riddle and Bobby Lashley promo bit where he stamps on his foot it's it's not good we don't need it it was botched but we got it because we got it with the horny Ric Flair we have that because all right they've got three hours to fill so I do think shortening shortening it down to two hours would be much more beneficial that has helped Smackdown a lot Smackdown is a significantly better show than Raw is but I, I, a lot of that is to do with other factors I'm sure Roman Reigns being a main one um, but I do genuinely think that this this ultra chat has some legs in terms of being alright so the WWE would solve the majority of their problems if they did go to two hour wars uh, have I brought you back to life in that sense are you no longer as angry as you um as you seem to be when I first read that ultra chat. I was not angry, Larry. Um, I know th three hours is not the only problem, but three hours is the main problem. Um, yeah. It really is. I think even for those of us that have been watching for longer than it's been three hours, it did, the decline really started to happen when it was three hours because it's hard. And, and it's not just three hours of TV that they're doing a week add SmackDown, it's five hours, and then add everything else, and you're into double digits. So it's very hard for the writers. Like, they seem to, like, stretch very thin. I would say, okay, three hours is your number one problem, number two problem. So let's get rid of three hours, cut it down to two hours. How do we do that? Get rid of The Fiend. And imagine what would have been cut from that show if The Fiend didn't exist. No Randy Orton promo. None of the Alexa Bliss stuff. She could be doing her own. She could be doing a character not connected to The Fiend. And it could be fine. She wouldn't be changing her clothes mid-match, uh, doing some uh, Steph 10 years ago makeup and scaring Oscar. So I would get rid of both those things. Fiend in the bin, down to two hours. I think we'd have a much better show. And you know what? You give that extra time over to AJ Styles and Ricochet. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm very much happy. I think that, as you said, it's not the main problem. It is the, but it is. It has spawned problems. Yes, It exactly. is like the origin of the problems. A lot uh, of the lazy booking is because they do have to fill three hours of TV. And listen, that is not easy. Filling three yeah. hours of TV, like it's, it's like watching Lord of the Rings every week. <laughs> It is. And it's like the Lord of the Rings, like the people that created Lord of the Rings, coming up with three, with two, with like, okay, so one three hour film every single week. That's not easy. That really isn't easy. It's and like watching Lord of the Rings every week and they never get any closer. <laughs> I could have missed this episode of Raw. I could have not, not, not watched it. And if I wasn't doing this show, I wouldn't have missed anything. I, I yeah. there is nothing on the show that I needed to watch. And that is on SmackDown, you've got that. You've got the Roman Reigns stuff. You've got the Shinsuke Nakamura face turn. You've got Daniel Bryan doing his great stuff. 
you've got Sasha Banks and uh, Carmella, Bailey and um, Bianca Belair. You've got a lot of parts, which I'm like, oh, you know what? When it gets to about 11 o'clock on a Thursday night, I'm like, I'm like uh, Friday night, I'm like, am I tired? No, I'll watch mm-hmm. SmackDown because there's a lot of stuff to get excited for. But Raw feels like a slog, and it is unfortunate. Yeah. But every time I go to watch Raw, I'm like, oh, three hours. And even when I get to cut the commercial breaks out, when I watch it afterwards, it's still too long. Mm-hmm. And listen, but in terms of the three-hour show, I 100% understand why WWE does it. It's more money for them. It's it's probably worth it. But yeah, that's what companies do. You know, they a lot of the time they sacrifice creativity and good things like that for profit and you do end up with you know that's why other companies will just churn things out and now wwe's at these grand heights where you can you can get a three-hour wall just you know to get them more money and we you know we all praise roman so much and he deserves all the praise in the world but he is so lucky he's on smackdown because if he was on raw I can just imagine like how with the things that they would add to that story to like fill time that I think would that might be detrimental to it, and also he would end up on the same show as the Fiend. Yeah, and they'd inevitably feud. Um, I mean, I think that SmackDown started getting good when Roman returned. Yeah. So I do think they would start caring about Raw more. If it was with Roman Reigns, I think he is their big star. They want to push along with Sasha Banks, along with Bailey. They're the three sort of ratings draws. So I can understand why. I, I think if he moved over to Raw, you'd probably see Raw get better and SmackDown get wasted. Um, but an interesting thing I've just looked at because WWE often looks at this. So the the YouTube numbers for the clips on Raw, the three highest rated segments. All right, we've got Randy Orton's promo at the beginning. Yeah, so I can see why. Uh, Asuka and Alexa Bliss inside uh, the, the playground. Mm-hmm. And we've also got Asuka versus Alexa Bliss. So they are the three highest rated segments in terms of views, which mm-hmm. you can understand why they keep having this feud or doing these stuff, doing the stuff they're doing, because it is drawing. While they, they might be thinking, all right, Steph Chase hates it, but the YouTube not. <laughs> And in the digital age, watchers. <laughs> in the digital age we, we live in, I can easily watch just the YouTube clips and get everything yeah. I need to from Raw. It shows the finish of matches. Like, mm-hmm. I do not need to watch a show. I can watch these bite-sized clips. So you can mm-hmm. see why if things are, like, looking like – the YouTube numbers are looking good, You they continue with this segment. But mm-hmm. – <sighs> Let's move on from Raw. We've spoken about Raw for 32 minutes. I feel mm-hmm. that is longer than any human needs to speak about Raw. Um, and we do have a lot of news to cover. And the titular news today is Kevin Owens pitching for matches with a top WWE star and those matches being rejected. So Kevin Owens said on Talking Smack, um, let me get the quote up here. Kevin Owens said to Paul, obviously Paul Hem being one of the co-hosts, I know it, uh, it is as sincere as you. Every time I go to you and say, 
for the past four or five years. I want to fight the beast incarnate. You'd say, oh, I'll talk to him about it. That never happened. Just like you don't care what happens to me at the Royal Rumble. So it looks like, and I, I, I 100% believe, because Talking Smack is a very honest show. I mean, we've heard Big E speak at length about the stuff he feels passionately about. We've seen, I mean, on War Talk, they spoke openly about Brody Lee referencing by name. Um, so it does look like a sort of open show in that regard. And I fully believe Kevin Owens has pitched matches with Brock Lesnar. And you know what? I'm kind of disappointed we haven't seen any. Because there was a stage, I think it was around WrestleMania 32 time, when Kevin Owens was doing some great stuff and uh, Brock Lesnar was going into his feud with Dean Ambrose. I thought it was going to be with Kevin Owens, and I was really excited for the prospect of that match. But we didn't get it in the end. Uh, and is this a match you would have liked to see? And why do you think WWE potentially hasn't booked it? Yeah, I would love to see Kevin Owens at Brock Lesnar. That'd be so great. And I think Kevin Owens would be really great on the mic against Paul Heyman. That would yeah. be really good too. Um, why have we not seen it? I think that I think WWE just doesn't have faith in Kevin Owens at all. I think he's always going to be a guy that just lingers around the top, but they'll never put any kind of a rocket to the back of him because he's not exactly what they're looking for. And I don't think they see the value in him. I think he's someone that they just call upon when they need a spot filled. Um, yeah. But there's never anything really behind it. And I think that's really sad. So I can absolutely see Kevin Owens pitching Brock Lesnar matches and them not happening because they'd rather give them to someone else, someone that they they see more potential in. And it's sad. Yeah. Kevin it is sad. Uh, I mean, I'd be down for seeing it this year's WrestleMania. I think yeah. there's a lot of options. I mean, Kevin Owens is a great worker. Brock Lesnar's a great worker. I think we. I would have really liked to see that match. It is disappointing that we haven't got it. Um, if, if we talk a little bit more about the news then. Um, so, over the past couple of days, we've seen Mark Henry and Ryback. <laughs> acting like proper children on social media. And this is incredibly hard for me as a news writer to try and sort of follow because Ryback has blocked me. Ryback has blocked WrestleTalk. There are no way for me to see these tweets. I had to create another Twitter account to have a look at what, what rubbish Ryback had been talking. <laughs> Honestly, I can't even remember what I said to him. I don't think I said anything, but he blocked me. So... Mm -hmm. he, uh, this all started when he said uh, on Twitter, oh, WWE titles are props. He basically said wrestling was fake, which shock horror. Everyone on Twitter knows wrestling is fake. Uh, sorry to break it you guys. Um, but, so I kind of get it and kind of don't, but Mark Henry was like, you can't say that. You really can't be saying that. Which, yes, I get protecting the business, but we live in a world now where you've got interviews. Like You and I have done interviews with people before where they haven't exposed the business, but they have. They've told us stories yeah. and stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Kayfabe yeah. is very much not the thing it was in the past. But I do mm -hmm. understand why Mark Henry would be a bit in a tip about it and why Ryback wouldn't be seen properly. But then it sort of turned into something. Well, I don't even know where it comes from. Ryback was like, so there's a couple of swears here, but I won't be saying it. It just came out of nowhere. So Ryback said that, I think he said, what it, he said that, John Cena refused to work with Mark Henry because he thought he was crap in the ring, which just came out of nowhere. He was just like, oh, why are we getting things out? This is happening. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, he has then said 
so a a dub. So this is the exact tweet. I'm gonna say this. At the Mark Henry was a sleeping gorilla prior to our WrestleMania match. So they, for those that don't know, they they face each other at WrestleMania 29. A producer came over to me and said, "Good luck working that fat piece of s word." Mark didn't want to spend a lot of time coming up with good matches, and we got what we got. Okay. Ryback, Mark Henry then said that he'd beat up Ryback. He was just got people acting like children. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who's in the wrong. It was just awful. It was just, just, just crap. Immature crap. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we, we got a comment here from Ace Shark. Right back blocked me on Twitter years ago. I think he's blocked everyone. Has he blocked you, Steph? He actually hasn't blocked me. He might have to tonight, mm-hmm. though. He uh, might have to go tonight. On. Go on. Give, 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 give it to your lowdown of what you think of this, frankly, petty, immature nonsense that has been going on with uh, Ryback and Mark Henry. It's very, very dumb. Ryback seems to like to say a lot of things for attention uh, and also seems like one of those people that's always saying, hey, look at what I'm going to do next and then doesn't do anything. You know, like that kind of, you know, like, please keep tabs on me and what. But all he seems to do is... He said on his podcast this week, let me get the exact tweet because uh, the exact quote because it's hilarious. So he, for some reason, thought that there were rumors going around that he was returning at the Royal Rumble. So he right. felt the need to clarify that he wasn't <laughs> returning at the Royal Rumble, even though no one had said he was. So the quote is, first of all, even if I was going back to WWE, with what I've gone through, I would not go back to an empty arena to the Thunderdome. What I've gone through, I deserve a full crowd. I owe myself that. I love myself enough, and I have enough respect for myself with what I've overcome, with needing a five-disc fusion and shoulder replacement, and this never in the history of athletes being done before, which I don't care how people believe or not believe. This is, I'm coming back to a full crowd. This is just established. I'm not working you. I'm not lying. I'm not going to show up. I'm not going to be number 27. I'm not going to be number 30. I'm not going back to WWE. Because you know why, Steph? He, d- he deserves it. Well, that is Ryback for the 2022 Royal Rumble confirmed. Mm. Full crowd. Get your Ryback signs made. And why did he drag John Cena into this? John Cena is like, lovely man, uh, BTS Army member, you know, just being happy in his world off there in Hollywood, working with James Gunn. And Ryback is like, Hey, how can I get more clicks on this? Put John Cena's name in there. I'm sure John Cena said nothing of the sort. I'm sure he's he's always been nice to Mark Henry, I'm sure. And Mark Henry, why are you rising to the bait? Like, please, why rise to the bait of this? You look silly as well. Children. 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 And this is coming from a 20-year-old. You still bickers with my brothers. I don't think I've ever been involved in anything that embarrassing. It was awful. Um, <laughs> but moving on to some lighter news.
fans back at WrestleMania, which is great news. Um, as we alluded to earlier, WWE um, uh, released onto social media this week, uh, that or last week, that crazy sort of promo bit um, for WrestleMania. So they declared that WrestleMania is going to be moved back to April 10th and April 11th, which was first broken by Sean Moss Sapp. And it's going to be at Raymond J Stadium, which was supposed to be the location for this year's show, uh, well, for last year's show now. And uh, the the reported plan is to try and have some fans there, um, roughly 20, 25%, which will be around 20,000 fans. It's a big stadium, so they can socially distance. Good news. Um, I've already messaged WWPR and said, hey, is there going to be media at the show? Um I hope we can go, but it will be it will be definitely good to see fans there, and it's hopefully a sign of things to come. Doing things in a safe way that we can get fans back at shows. Uh, I'm sure this was music to your ears. Yeah, I think uh, it's going to be nice to have fans back um, and do things properly live. Might not see any magic tricks if there's a live crowd, but uh, no, it's going to be it's going to be nice and. Um, Hopefully, you know, they, they can do it safely and we can't, you know, we can't criticize them for doing it because so many other sports have, especially in Florida. So, yeah, it's great. And I think the two nights worked out really well um, last year. I think it, I yeah, think it I, really I did. I wish I they'd steal more ideas from New Japan. <laughs> I wish. Wait, did Yes, they did steal it from New Japan. No, but to be fair, it wasn't stolen from New Japan. But in terms of, Louis, um, Louis, nothing was ever held over two nights until until Wrestle Kingdom. So come no, on, I, nothing I in the history of the universe. I agree, <laughs> but I do think that it would it would so it wouldn't have been two nights even this year if they were yeah. able to have a full crowd. I think it is only because, like, I mean, we've seen that with next year. It's like they're going straight back to the to the one-night thing. Yeah. Um, Which is a shame because they do make it too long. They Like, it's the same with Raw, but with um, WrestleMania, when it gets to around that, like, five-hour or so mark, you know, we're watching a couple of Lord of the Rings in one night, and it's just, back to back. It's just a little much back-to-back back indeed. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, it's definitely good news. And obviously, WrestleMania 38 is going to be in Texas, the AT&T Stadium, where they had WrestleMania 32. And then uh, back to SoFi Stadium, where they were supposed to be this year for WrestleMania 39. That that was weird it, to say. WrestleMania yeah. 39. That feels like it should be years and years and years away. But obviously, WWE getting their sort of uh, announcements in early, which, you know what? I know people are going to poo-poo it and whatever. But it is great to see the fans are going to be back, and hopefully it is done in the safest manner possible. Yeah, um, and I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be, because they, yeah. they can't take that risk. They can't. Um, we got a little bit more news here. So Riho uh, of AEW, first ever AEW World Women's Champion, hasn't been on TV for a while, since the 18th of March episode of Dynamite, where she uh, wrestled in a fatal four-way match. Because she lives in Japan, with what's been going on, she's working with stardom. She has actually left Stardom now, and people are speculating, all right, is she going to return to AEW? Uh, but apparently that isn't likely at all. As Dave Meltzer is reporting on Wrestling Observer Radio, they can bring her in, and the thing is she lives in Japan, so she'd have to quarantine to go back, and that's a tough deal. If she was living here, she'd be on TV every week. They do bring packed back and forth, which is kind of a hassle. He comes here for a couple of weeks, then he has to quarantine for two weeks and then go home. 
And then he basically goes on to say that unfortunately Rio isn't at the at the level of Pac, so it's probably not worth her coming in for those shows coming out. And it is unfortunate, obviously, because I think with AEW's women's division, which in fairness has been getting better over the last couple of months, I think that they're starting to handle it with the care it deserves, probably better than Raw's, to be honest. Um but Rhea would have been a welcomed addition to that roster. She was fantastic. She was incredibly over with fans. I know Tony Khan is a big stats person. If you looked at the stats for the the ratings, when Rio was on, the segments were doing really well. So she was obviously clearly a fan favorite. Um, but yeah, you, as someone that is a, a lover of AEW, uh, what are your thoughts on Rio as a whole? And uh, sort of what she was doing with AEW? And then this report that... Um, Unfortunately, she might not be back for some time. Yeah, I really loved seeing Riho, and it was great. First, you know, women's champion, and she was around when the women's division it was very bare bones. And I think now they're working hard on building it up. They're bringing in other people like Thunder Rosa, and it's going really well. But she is missed, and I think that with her situation with living in Japan, you know how the world is it's kind of your personal choice whether you want to go through either moving to the states or doing what pack does because not everyone wants to do that like back and forth it's very hard and it is a shame though but i think hopefully when the world is different and she can come back it's maybe right to to leave her and have her come back as a big deal um especially like can you imagine when they finally get to the point where your champion is like Britt Baker and Rio comes back or even Thunder Rosa my current fave my current fave um, woman like imagine you know just there was something so great about Rio like I could see why her segments did well because she had um she had an appeal that was almost like original Bailey but not forced. And that's nothing against original Bailey, but do you know what I mean? She had like this, she seemed just lovely and appealing to young people uh, and happy. And it, but it seemed like natural and not like a character or any kind of a gimmick. There's just something great about her. And she put on such great matches as well. Her match against Nyla, fantastic. She felt really like, easy just as you say just like a, a warm character you just looked at and just like oh, i naturally want to cheer for you um yeah. but yeah I, I completely agree with you i hope that obviously when she does return in a safe way and if aw is looking to move into japan once the pandemic sort of goes and is looking to have japanese shows she'll be a great uh, character mm-hmm. to have uh, on the roster and someone to lead up that uh, sort of uh, those shows if they do do stuff there so that was AAW1, which means, of course, we have more WWE news to cover because they just dominate everything. Uh, and we've got Vince McMahon being livid over a SmackDown botch. So, ringside news, who I would like to qualify. I disagree with a lot of what they're doing. They're annoyingly really accurate with backstage reports at the moment. Like, it's annoying. It's like, uh, the, days when I have to re- the days when I have to read through Wrestling Observer Newsletter... And I see the words from Dave Meltzer, so one of the most respected, probably the most respected wrestling journalist of all time. And I have to see the words, as first reported by Ringside News, 
my my jaw dropped when I read that for the first time. I was like, what am uh, I seeing here? Are ringside news blocked by Ryback? They're blocked by me. I know that for sure. I think they've even blocked me as well. Maybe I'm doing something to upset people. Who knows? Um, but they're reporting that Vince McMahon was livid over a botch on SmackDown, uh, where during the last segment, Roman uh, Adam Pearce was going to announce that Kevin Owens would be replacing him. And his microphone was having some big issues where you couldn't really hear him. And it, and it, just, it didn't sound great. And uh, the direct quote was that uh, Vince McMahon was very pissed at the segment, which you can understand. Uh, but it isn't the only production box that we've seen. I mean, we saw it on Raw last night. So for those that haven't seen it, Bobby Lashley and Matt Riddle were, were, were backstage together. And Matt Riddle... So Bobby Lashley goes to stamp on Matt Riddle's feet. And it clearly misses. I mean, I could have slapped, slapped my foot in my bed and I probably would have been closer to Matt Riddle's foot than Bobby Lashley was. But... So the comment, so the camera picked it up, and then Matt Riddle went down to the floor, and held the foot that was furthest away from where Bobby Lashley attempted to stamp. It just really wasn't good. So it is a it is a line of production errors that we have seen recently, and Vince being pissed about it. Uh, but I mean, I would throw to you to say what you think, but I don't really know what there is to think about this. My only thought is that I hope no one blames Adam Pierce because he yeah. deserves nothing but love and good things in this world. And I would hate for Adam to be getting any flack. Hang on. I've just seen, we have an ultra chat here from Rian, who says, great show, guys. The King of the Ring announcement went under the radar. I personally think either Xavier or Cesaro should win it. Has there been a King of the Ring announcement? Not that it has flown under the radar, if if that is true. Let me have a look. It's, I, I don't normally uh, go to the Ultra Chats without sort of uh, commenting on it. Um, so, I don't see. I, I don't know what. I don't. Th really, maybe get in the comments. I want to you Ultra Chat for it. But if you could get in, yeah. in the comments what you mean, because mm. I have seen anything. WWE hasn't announced it. During the mayor announcement, Xavier Woods announced it. That's really, if true, because I haven't seen anyone report it. I haven't seen really that. Under the radar. Yeah, um, that, that's the story for WrestleTalk. Get on that, Louis, afterwards. I will. I will. Uh, but yeah, it's really gone under the radar. <laughs> Yeah, it um, really has. No, okay, that. so let's take it as true, and Regan hasn't made a mistake. Uh, he has said here, who are your picks and how do you make it mean something? Because the last two times they've really dropped the ball with it. What do you think? If there is a King of the Ring, who do you think should win it? Because personally, I can't think of two people better than Cesaro and Xavier Woods. I'd definitely give it to Cesaro, I think. Cesaro or... Nakamura, depending on where he is when they do the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. But I really don't know how you make it mean something other than just book the guy well afterwards and don't like don't make it where he wins King of the Ring and then all of a sudden becomes this crazy fantasist that now thinks he's a real king and wears the outfit all the time. Like 
Can we not take it as it's a serious wrestling title? You know what? If I hope they don't give it to Nakamura, actually, because they're going to go back and they're going to watch some Wrestle Kingdom stuff and they're going to realize how good that man looks, you know, in a uh, crown cape, full costume, and then they're just going <laughs> to butcher his character even more. But, I, yeah, I wish you could do, like, King of the Ring seriously again and make it like this great stepping stone and if you want to make it a stepping stone then the people that we've said are not the people that should win it it should be maybe someone from nxt winning it and then goes up to like get themselves into like an intercontinental title program or something like that i wish we could have stepping stone titles and stepping stone tournaments again to you know make booking a bit more logical what what i've always said is Money in the Bank should be at WrestleMania. What they should do is the title challenger for SummerSlam should be decided by a King of the Ring tournament after WrestleMania where you can get those new faces from NXT, have them debut yeah. in the tournament, and then the winner can go on and face the WWE champion. That would be so good. This makes sense. Like, have those as your staples. Have the challengers decided that way. Um, but no, I've just had a look on everywhere. Really, and I can't see anything. Maybe it's something he said jokingly or... Because I know he, he he's pitched for for a tournament for a long time now, so maybe it's just something. Sure. That... Was it a King of the Ring gaming tournament? Maybe <laughs> was it a King of the Ring game? Like I don't know, but we'll do some journalistic digging into that one. We will, we will, because I mean I cannot see anything here. Uh, but yeah, uh, we 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 will get to that um, news. Maybe tomorrow I'll cover that with SP three. If it is, check his Instagram. I've had a look at his Instagram quickly. I cannot see anything. And trust me, if this was something that was announced, WWE would really be announcing it. It'd be all over Twitter. I think it's probably something that he said that fans have taken out of context, but I'm willing to be proved wrong. Um, Okay, so let's head into a final bit of news before we uh, head on out of here. Um, We have got news about WWE's pay-per-view schedule. So we now know that fast lane is going to be um, taking place on the second of uh, the twenty-first, sorry, of February, with elimination chamber taking place on the twenty-first of, uh, sorry, twenty-first uh, February. Fast lane is twenty-first uh, of March. So Royal Rumble, two pay-per-views, and then um, um, WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So yeah, it was kind of to be expected. I probably think they wouldn't have done this if there was WrestleMania supposed to be taking place at the end of um, March, because that would have been like a week yeah. before Farsane. Although they've done it before, um, I don't think uh, this is what we're going to see. I've actually just been tagged in something on Twitter by Uptown Avondale. So okay, so Austin Creed, obviously Xavier Woods, put onto Twitter yesterday was his name is Future King of the Ring. And he put on the it wasn't a King of the Ring qualifier or tournament match, so it doesn't count. Obviously, in reference to his match with um, with uh, Mace on Raw last night. So I think people are speculating and sort of maybe 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 putting two and two together when it doesn't equal four. So. Yeah, and we've got a comment here from Dion. Uh, didn't realize there was no fast lane last year. No, it was the Saudi Arabia show, which was Super Showdown in February, and then Elimination Chamber, which I presume they would have again done this year uh, if the pandemic wasn't as it was. Uh, but obviously, you cannot get to Saudi Arabia now, which is probably a good thing. Um, 
All right, we got an ultra chat here from Matty. Uh, hey, Louis and hey, Steph. Did you guys have a good weekend? I know you finished talking about Raw, but I want to mention that Styles clash with Ricochet. Holy S-word, it was amazing. What do you think of the Adam Pearce and KO switch? PS impressions will be back soon. But Steph, how was your weekend? Um, and what do you think of the Adam Pearce and KO switch? My weekend was great. Thank you. Um, as, as I think I told you on Friday, I spent a lot of it watching Netflix in my new home. Um, it was great. I had snacks. I got curtains. Uh, so I was. it was also very private. It was great. Um, the, the Adam Pierce thing, uh, I thought a switch was coming. Good for Kevin Owens. I would, though, there is, I'm telling you, there is money in Adam Pierce getting the gear back on and having a match. He like, should be in the Rumble. He should be in the Rumble 100%. Should. You know, the, he's like, it's real. Adam Pierce is like one of the weirdest careers ever. You know, you never would have expected him to now be this guy that's on both like SmackDown and Raw. I think he's great. I want to see Scrap Daddy have a scrap. And uh, I think maybe, I, I kind of don't want to see him face Roman because obviously that will be a squash, but give Adam Pierce like some kind of like, like proper run where he's just shows everyone like, hey guys, I'm legit. Like, it, it's he's great. Uh, he, I think, yeah, he, he's a chew in for the rumble. I would be shocked if he's not there. Um, I think I know it's sort of a heel move for an authority figure to put themselves in the rumble, but I think given how much Adam Pierce is beloved, it would make sense. Um, no, Matty, you said, uh, I know you said it, did I say Sars Clash from Ricochet? You know you said Sars Clash with Ricochet, which is completely fine. Um, we've actually seen here uh, a final bit of news, which I'll just cover. Uh, Mercedes Martinez just did an interview with Mike Johnson, a PW Insider, where she spoke about uh, retribution and why she left. And it's pretty damning. She said, I was given the opportunity and I took the opportunity not knowing what the outcome would be. When you hit the pinnacle of your career, as I did, hitting 20 years, you want to make the most of your career and make it part of your legacy. Um, I think just being part of the group, it's not a hidden fact that it was me. I didn't hide the fact. I didn't mention it, not only because I was a small part of what the bigger picture is. It's kind of one of those things where this is where Mercedes is, but maybe it doesn't fit the mold, fit her career. It's no hard feelings. I just think we had two different plans. I wanted one thing to go one way. They had a different outlook. I mean, I can completely understand why Mercedes Martinez wouldn't want to be in retribution. I think she's probably the smartest woman in wrestling being able to get out of it. Um, when you heard, obviously, I mean, seeing her return to NXT, me and Yim must be a little bit upset. Seeing like her do all this great stuff while me and Yim is reckoning on yeah. Raw. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, Mercedes is someone that everyone wanted to have that moment in the spotlight, and she can't have that if she's wearing a mask uh, as part of a group. Uh, you know, it just it's just not working but i i feel sorry for all the retribution guys you know really i completely agree all right steph we have gone just on the hour mark which is absolutely fantastic um guys thank you very much for bearing with us today with my changed setup alex not being on the show again i'm sure steph being on the show has been uh the highlight of everyone's day not having to uh, uh listen to myself and alex mine and uh moan and whine um 
but yeah guys thank you so much for being part of the show uh, today with your comments your object chats um yeah, uh, we've really enjoyed it. I'll be back tomorrow with SP3 and then back again on Thursday with Steph talking about AEW and, yes. and NXT. Her favourite show of the week. Um, we um, are on podcast. So if that is your preferred m- mode of uh, listening, head on over to Apple, Spotify, anywhere that you get a major podcast from, and we will be there. Um, we've also got a like and subscribe to Wrestle 2 while you're here. That massively helps us out. So like this video if you've enjoyed it. Uh, really helps get the show shown to more people. And we're really proud of the product we do put out. So guys, thank you very much. And we will hopefully see you soon. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.